How's it going, everybody? This is Global Outcast, and this is Everyday Nerds. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And today is my co-host is... The Anime Shogun. Today we'll be talking about the live-action One Piece. And how much it was shit. I liked it. Yeah, you would like it. Yeah, well, a lot better than the live-action... Uh... Death Note, that's for sure. Well, so that's going to lead us to the first part right there. Is So, I don't know. In my opinion, it's it's better than probably good 80-90% of the live actions that they've done on Netflix. But at the same time, I don't know. It's it's hard to get into because I, I look at it like you got to go into it. If you've watched the, the, you know, you watch the anime, you read the manga, you got to go into it with an open mind. That much is a given. But that being said, so in, in your own opinion, how would you compare it with the other live-action adaptations that were done? A lot better. They stayed a lot more faithful. That is for damn sure. So you more. would say that they stuck close to the source material? Yeah. Obviously, they had to change a few things because it's a live-action they can't do exactly everything via manga or anime, but they stayed relatively faithful to the source material. And considering the creator of One Piece also had a huge hand in making it, they kind of had to. So, that much is really good when the when the creator of the source materials like I'm. I, I want to be a huge part of this so that way it doesn't get screwed up. Well, I think it's that, and I think it's part of part of it is also, I think he's aware of how these live-action live adaptations are being done by Netflix. I think he's kind of concerned that he doesn't want One Piece to basically turn out like how Netflix fucks everything up. I think it's not just Netflix. I think it's just more along the line of producers thinking they, they know what's going on. They know what. Okay, but should. we're not we're not talking about net. I mean, sure, yeah, I get what you're saying, but we're talking about Netflix solely because any other. I mean, yeah, you could use the one we don't talk about as as one source because it's not Netflix. But I'm mostly solely talking about Netflix and how Netflix is messing it up, not other creators. I'm talking solely Netflix. Yeah. But I'm also just saying Netflix isn't the only one that does that kind of shit. Netflix is a huge pro a part problem of it. I'm just saying it's not just Netflix. That's all. Right, but not to go too far into depth or off course, I'm limiting it to just Netflix. I get it. So what is the next question you have since you're kind of in charge today? Well, discussing about how Netflix messes it up. So then, what's something that completely surprised you, or something that completely just threw you off, off guard? Considering I've seen, considering I've seen the anime, not a lot threw me off. I think the only thing that kind of threw me off is the fact that Garp was a huge influence in the first season in the live action. Because in those who have watched it in the anime 
have do know that Garp doesn't show up till on until much much later. And Colby doesn't make much of an appearance until much much later. Also, same with um, haircut. And it's just that I think that's the major part that threw me off is the fact that they put Garp as a major person in the beginning of the in the first season, like he's just trying to take care of his grandson. I think that's the, oh yeah, I think that's the major part. What about you? I would say, I don't know. There was there was a lot for me to take in. Nothing really surprised me. Uh, the, well, there is one thing I guess kind of surprised me, and it wasn't necessarily a good surprise. For me, I'd have to say it was along the lines of uh, Baroque works, bringing in Baroque works so interesting, or bringing them so bringing them in so early. That I kind of did not. Like, it surprised me, and I didn't necessarily like it. Yeah, considering Baroque Works wasn't, uh, wasn't in it. You don't even hear of Baroque Works until Season 2, because I, as, I, as I use the source material as a reference for this, I was watching One Piece and on Season 2, and it... it makes no sense because for them to be like okay well uh number seven was killed by by zoro and i he was you know introduced into baroque works before then you don't even know of that you don't even know that that had happened until you get to season two yeah, and the reason I do say that is because of the fact that later in the show, uh, yeah, later, later, and I'm thinking here. Shut ah. the fuck up. <laughs> and like, how do I word this? Like, so in season two, when they get to Whiskey Peaks, it's Zoro taking out like literally a hundred of the billions. That's what they're called, is the billions. Yep. Zoro took out a hundred of them. And when you, that's kind of when you find out, oh yeah, he was approached by Baroque Works to join him. And he had sat there and said, oh yeah, I'll join you only if you make me your boss. I remember that. Good episode. Right. So that's where I kind of had an, uh, uh, a bit of an issue with it, you could say. Yeah. Because it made no sense. I think it was uh, their way of introducing Zoro to the non-One Piece. Yeah, it, it was. But that's where I didn't like it. And that's where, in my opinion, they fucked it up. Because for them to bring in Zoro's Zoro like that and bring in Baroque Works and number seven, you don't even hear or see of it until season two. So that upset me. I mean, there were some things that, but there there were some things that surprised me. Like I, I was surprised they didn't do uh, Usopp's nose, but yet they did Buggy's nose. Yeah. 
that kind of surprised me a little bit because I would have thought, why not? Yeah, I would have thought, why not too, with his ups nose. Like, it just makes no sense to me. But, all right, well, let's talk about parts he really hated. Give me your number one most hated part. That's a tough one because I really didn't hate much of it. Okay, but there had to have been some parts where you did not agree with it or you did not like it. I think the most part I didn't like was Mihawk being the main antagonist. Mihawk and uh, Arlong being the main antagonist in uh, the Baratier. Did not like that. Because I think it kind of ruins Arlong a little bit. Considering he's supposed to be the main antagonist. And supposed to be, you know, before they go into um, the Grand Line. So I think it just sort of... Actually, I think Smoker would probably be the main bad guy before going into... Because he's technically the last... I think bad guy they encounter before they actually get into the Grand Line in the anime. Yeah, but yeah, I just didn't like that. Just because of the fact is Arlong, I like Arlong Park, the Arlong Park arc in in the One Piece anime. I really do. One of my favorite anime, one of my favorite arcs. But. It kind of ruins it a little bit when uh, there they bring him in early in the Baratier. Because Mihawk already killed What's-His-Nuts. And while he was talking Don with the Krieg? Garp. Yeah, thank you. And he, well, he was talking with Garp. And Garp had him go fetch Luffy. So... I think that was a major part I didn't like about it. Is when they switched it up with that little episodes. Instead of having Don Krieg be the big baddie. For those episodes. Because, I mean, they showed Don Krieg. He got his ass whooped by fucking Mihawk. They could have easily... They could have easily put him in there. In those episodes. What about yours? Uh, I don't know. I can't really list just one because I've got a few. For me, how they did Usopp and the Going Mary, like that whole story I did not really, really like. That part I thought was weird. Uh, like you had said with Garp and Hawkeye Mihawk, is Garp essentially being the like main kind of baddie. That I did not agree with. Um, trying to think what's another good example to use. Um, you know, Buggy having his red nose, but yet they can't give Usopp his nose. Like, how, how do you explain Usopp? You know what I mean? That's... Yeah. The, how can you do Buggy's Buggy's nose, but you can't do Usopp's nose? The whole story behind the Going Merry. 
Yeah. You know, it's 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 very nitpicky because when you look at Usopp and you look at his mom and his dad, where where were the Usopp pirates? The three saw, kids that followed Usopp. I think you saw a little bit of them when he was running, when they were running around screaming pirates. He you didn't right. That's pretty much about it. And then look at um. So okay, like there there was that scene. There was uh, Captain Kuro and the hypnotist. You don't see the hypnotist. Yeah. You see two henchmen, but not the hypnotist. God, those henchmen were fucking weird. The way they always hissed at you. Just but, put in the So there's, there's... Right, there's that. Um... I did like how they did Hawkeye Mihawk and uh, Zoro's fight. Yes, that fight was amazing. They did change up how the how he kind of was communicating with it. Like yeah. I swear, I promise you, I will never lose another fight again. If that's all right with you, Cap Pirate King. I think they reworded it. Yeah, they did. So it wasn't exactly close to the source material, but yet it was. Yeah. Um, there was another part early on that I didn't really like either, too, and it was something with Luffy and and Shanks, but fair enough. But the, yeah, so there there are a few things that, as I was watching it, I just I I kind of noticed that I, I being a big One Piece fan. And I noticed that there was issues. Like, I don't recall, because I was just watching this the other day, too. When Luffy and Zoro meet Usopp, first thing Luffy does is he pulls a Shanks moment to be like, well, now that you've drawn your pistol, are you ready to use it? Yep, I remember like, that scene. For me, yeah, there were, for me, they were very, very... Uh, and I get they can't put everything in there. They can't completely stick to the hall you know to to the source material but that being said too i will sit there and say that i i wish that they did a little bit more with the hallmark kind of stuff like you know especially with, with luffy and zoro like okay are you now that you've drawn your pistol are you prepared to use it pistols are used for action not idle threats stuff like that the other thing I, I had an issue with that I found was Zoro, Nami, and Luffy literally all in the bar at the Marine Base. The very first Marine Base, mind you. Yep, yep, yep. I, I thought that was weird because they don't meet up then. You don't see them then. They're never really in the same place at the same time. They don't really mean not in the bug. beginning. They're not. When they get up to Buggy, yes, you see Moji, or you don't see Moji, but you see Kabaji, but you don't see him on his little unicycle. Yep. You don't see Mohaji uh, with the uh, lion. They bring Buggy to the Baratier with with Arlong and another fish. I had issues with that. The biggest thing I can sit there and say I enjoyed, but yet I also kind of hated, was the uh, 
the end a little bit. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so to to give an example for me, uh, the part I liked the most. I'm gonna start this off with this. The part I liked the most was the ending. I liked it, but I hated it. I liked it because of the fact that I love Arlong Park. I love that arc because it's my favorite. And you really see how dedicated Luffy is to his, his crewmates. Yeah. But now that being said, I, I I liked it because I liked that scene. Oda stayed made damn sure Netflix stayed true to the original, the source material of Luffy starting to walk away after, you know, Nami's all like, Arlong, Arlong, and she's stabbing herself. I wish they would have had her stab herself a little bit more because then you see a little bit more in-depth of how much she hates Arlong instead of just a little poke. Yep, she stabbed, her, she stabbed herself twice and then Luffy stopped her. Yep, yep. Right, so that Luffy stopped her. She literally just kind of poked herself, though, where in the anime and from what I saw in the manga, she's actually literally stabbing herself like five or six times. Probably more four or five to be more accurate, but she's stabbing herself more than two times before Luffy stops her. That being said, she turns around and cries and says, Luffy, help me. They did that in the live adaptation. Now comes the part where I got mad. Luffy walks away and says, of course I will. He puts his hat on her head, which he did in the live action. But what pisses me off is in the anime... He yells out, he's gonna pay. In that scene, in the live-action adaptation, he yells out, of course I will. Then you get to the best moment ever of Zoro sitting there with one sword. Usopp literally cross-legged, sitting down on the ground. And Sanji standing in a certain angle with the cigarette. And Luffy walking that way. That part I liked. That part I knew they were going to stay true to the source material. The thing I didn't like about it is it literally played, took place in the uh, orchid fields right outside the village where that scene technically took place in the actual village in town. Because the other thing that I did not like is when you were watching the fight scene, it felt like it was literally in the village Instead of it being in Arlong Park. Yeah. I wish they would have done Arlong Park a little bit better. Understandably, understandably. That was a good scene, though. Yeah, I will admit that was a good scene when they're walking and uh, gave me reminiscence of uh, the anime. It was very good. Like I said, I I didn't walk away like unsatisfied. I just I wish they would have done it or stuck to the source material a little bit closer. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not unsatisfied with it. Like I said, being that I'm I'm I've gotten to become a very big One Piece fan. It's I like this I like it when things stay close to the source material. But now that being said too 
like I said, it's it's one of those like how do I how do I word this the right way? I had to go in it with an open mind, which is always the hardest one. Exactly, it 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 really is. And it's it was just it was hard to go in there with an open mind, but I figured why not? I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. Yeah, because that's what I, I always try to uh, give it an open mind because the live action, any live action adaptation, is its own thing. It's not going to be the exact copy of the anime. Granted, if the, if it was, it'd probably do a little bit better. But I digress. They obviously have to make some changes. They obviously have to take some things out, switch some things over, do all sorts of things. And they always have to walk that fine line between too much and too little. Because if they do too little, it's going to be it, it's going to feel like too cartoony, too crappy. If they do too much, well, it's just going to be another death note. Mm, that or a fucking... Uh... That movie that shall not be named... Yeah, because I'll kill you if you fucking say it. Hey, we've decided long ago that's what we should call that movie. But anyways. And it's always hard to go in with that open mind. Which is always... Which is what you and I tried to do going into One Piece. But... Right. I think a part I liked... Like, legit liked... Would have to be Zoro. Any Zoro parts I loved... Yeah, but I do remember me and you were talking about about how we wish that they would have done a little more with the three sword style. Yep, yep, yep. That was one thing I wish they would have done a little bit more of. Um, I remember in the first season he got lost a lot in the anime. He got lost a lot more. Ah, uh, so actually, with where I'm at now. He didn't really get lost a lot. He did wander off a little bit. He seemed very confused. You don't actually see him getting lost and wandering off a lot more until you get towards Alabasta Kingdom. Alright, alright. Well, then we're still good with that one. Because that is by far still one of my favorite moments with Zoro. When he gets lost going in a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> and and when, when I was watching the Zoro and Sanji parts, I loved their banter. Their banter back and forth. I'm sitting there watching, going, "Yeah, these two make good. These two make good Sanji and Zoro. Their love hate relationship is freaking on point with Sanji and Zoro." Yeah, I think my top favorite moment is when Zoro walked up to Haircut and he goes, "Let's go on Haircut," and just punched him in the face once, and he just fell over. Hell, Mepo. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> how's it going, Haircut? Yeah, see, that's the other thing I thought was weird, too, is how they did that, because Almeppo had the short hair in the anime, too. Way before he should have, I thought. Yeah, Zoro never gave him a haircut, essentially. Yeah. Like, that whole scene kind of confused me. Yeah. What was your opinion on to on Kobe? On Kobe? What about him? What was your opinion on the live-action version of him? I thought they did Kobe justice. I thought they didn't do anything wrong with how Kobe was. But if you're going to bring up Kobe like that, I thought how they did essentially Alveda's 
origin i thought was not the greatest yeah yeah i didn't like that part either i totally forgot about that till you brought it up because one thing i liked about her was who's the who's the most beautiful creature in the world and when kobe finally gets his courage he goes you're ugly and everyone just stops and jaw drops luffy's in the background just fucking dying so that that being said there too i think how they did luffy and who they actually had play luffy was a bit of a challenge i like how they did kobe I thought they did Kobe right, but how they introduced Alvita, I don't, I'm not hating on the actress. I think she was amazing. Oh, yeah, she was amazing for what for Alvita. But the whole duck build mace, to me, made no sense. Yeah. Never really got that duck field mace. I always liked her old club mace. Giant club thing. But, yeah. I th oh, fun fact for those who don't know. Um, when One Piece, when the One Piece live action first came out with its characters, a bunch of people got, a bunch of SWJ people got fucking heated over it. SJWs? Yeah, whatever, whatever. I really don't give my brain activity to them, so I don't care. That's fairly understandable. SJWs are... They got fucking stupid. They got upset that white people were playing Nami, and every single One Piece fan out there came together and went. You do know Oda came, Oda came out and said which character was from which region if they were from here, right? Yeah, that's that's actually the first thing I had thought of. Of if you look at how Usopp actually looks African, and it's like okay, that fits because he's from africa yeah luffy if you look at how they did luffy in the live action adaptation it literally looks like he's from brazil yep which is which works out zoro being from fucking japan and they actually got a japanese actor he's not i don't think he's fully japanese i don't know his whole like origin I know he's played in a few other anime ones, like Roran Arcade. He's played in a few anime, but I think he's actually part Japanese. Yeah. And they got him to play Zoro, and Zoro's character background is Japanese. Tags. But that's neither here nor there. The point is... Nami is from Sweden. Passes from France. And they, they, yeah, and they, and they did that right because Chopper would be from Canada. Yep, and Frankie's gonna be from America. Well, yeah, with cola. Come on, what country? <laughs> cola and guns. <laughs> but point is, you know that that's somewhere further down the road we'll talk about. But point is. I, uh, there's a fucking video that came out that I laughed at, and it says, people who are watching the One Piece right now, the live-action adaptation, and they're watching it right now for the plot, and the plot is Nami's boobs in the live-action adaptation. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. <laughs> I can't, I forgot which, I can't, I forget, which one, which country was Nami, not Nami, but uh, Nico Robin from? 
I don't know that they fully uh, said what she was from yet. Okay, I'd have to. If anything, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I like I said, I don't know for sure that they had said where she's from. She's somewhere with ar- archaeology, so I, I somewhere. Nika Robin is one of my favorite characters. So is, so is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's. Yeah, that's because Jamie Lee Curtis is a badass. But now that being said, being that we've talked about that, now comes the fun part of who would you have be in future episodes? I mean, there's already talks about them wanting to do Tony, Tony Chopper, and I think that that is going to be a bit of a challenge. They'll have to animate him, of course. Him and probably Jim... Well, no. Seeing how they did the the Fishman, they won't have much of an issue doing Jimbe. Mm-hmm. But... That being said, too, uh, I would definitely say, I would, you know, of course, with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she couldn't do Nico Robin because she's too old. Perfectly understandable. But if I honestly had to sit there and say, I think I would like to see her as a Dr. Correja. Oh, hands down, Dr. Correja. Hands down. Like, especially if they animate Chopper. Oh, my God. I would want to see her as Dr. Correja for sure. Hands down. And I would love to see her chasing fucking Chopper around uh, Drum Kingdom's castle with literally fucking maces and spears and swords and axes. And she's all just just yelling at Chopper. Yep. That but be- that being said, I would also want Alan Richardson as Frankie. I think he would have a good build for Frankie. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Not to mention he he could he could bring out his old fad. Yeah, yeah, he would basically bring out a fad with that, which I think would be it would be worth it. But I would also have to ask who could play a uh, Doctor Hero look, Chopper's dad, essentially. Ooh, that is a good that is a good one, guys. I don't know. Because you'd have to have somebody to play, uh, uh, um, Vivi. Yep, yep, yep. And good luck with that. That's going to be a bit of a, a handful. Yep. That's going to be also, that's going to be a huge challenge, especially with how big how 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 big uh, season two is. Yeah, you're going to have to bring in people for. For Chopper, for Frankie, for Nico Robin, you're gonna have to bring it, and that's it. That's something we'll we'll probably visit somewhere in a or later date if they still follow through with everything. Yeah, because Netflix has been known to be like, "This is a great show. We're making money, and it's canceled." Yep. That or or, and you can't put all the hate on them for this too. Or. Turns out that they bomb and Oda pulls the plug. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I am pretty sure Oda is the big man on campus when it comes to One Piece in the, in the Netflix area. That's that's why, like, me and you were literally going to fight over that because of the whole thing of... I truly doubt Netflix is going to get away with essentially whatever they want. Oh. I agree on some things, but... At the same time, I can also guarantee you, Oda isn't going to let shit happen. No. 
Because I think One Piece is so much of his baby. That's why, like I said, I think that Netflix is kind of trying to to put their own spin and their own shit on everything. And I don't think Oda's going to... Because once you watch it, you can definitely see where Oda turned around and... I'm not saying he did do it, but you can definitely see the parts where it looked like it stuck to the source material. So clearly the parts where Oda did it right. Yep. Then you can see the parts where it feels like Netflix is trying to get their say into it, too. Yeah. A little bit. It doesn't feel like a cash grab, which is a good thing. Right. It doesn't feel like a cash grab. It doesn't feel like Netflix is literally putting their paws into it and literally fucking it up just themselves. Right. They didn't change, but, they didn't change anyone to be unnecessarily anything that wasn't from that was that had, they didn't stray away from the source material, which I liked. Right. Right. But that being said, too, I swear I'm just I'm, I'm a little concerned that they will fuck it up and they will try to do it their way and they're going to fuck this up and we're not going to have a live action adaptation. But that's where, like I said, I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. That is a valid reason. (laughs) Anyways, it is time for us to go. Now, kids, I want you all to remember as we're getting ready to leave here that the One Piece is real. And also remember what the One Piece also remember what One Piece uh, tells you. Fuck the government. <laughs>